Welcome to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio. And it's not for the easily offended. You're listening to KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Dinah Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we are your host. And good morning, New Mexico. Good afternoon, New Mexico. Good evening, New Mexico. All of the above. All of the above, because it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> so we're super happy to see all of you again. Thanks for um, checking in with us, listening to us. We've been having a lot of traffic coming to our uh, website at offthecuffabq.com. And so uh, there's a lot of excitement around this show. We're excited. We're always excited to see you. And it's just a figure of speech. We know we actually can't see you. Maybe. (laughs) But we're happy that you joined us. So so there. So there. So what's happening? A lot of stuff is happening. So just a little update from the multiple bodies found at the International Sunport in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh. It wasn't three. They've identified four bodies. They were the people from uh, Grants, New Mexico. And APD says uh, they got a report from New Jersey that says that 47-year-old Sean Lannon is a person of interest, according to court documents. Mm-hmm. So um, this guy, Sean, he's the ex-husband of one of the victims. The female that was there, Lem- Lemon? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So uh, obviously they're not you know, revealing any more details about the crime, but day by day, more and more names are, are coming out. So, uh, four people found dead at the international Sunport in the same car. Yeah. Cause they had originally reported three, remember? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if they were just like all stacked in the trunk or bags Ew. or what, Ew. <laughs> I mean, who does this? I wouldn't want to clean that up. I mean, but who does that? Well, people from New York, isn't he from New Jersey or something? No, I don't know that he is. He's just he he's just also wanted in uh in New, in New Jersey in connection with the murder. Wow. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. And where do they bring it to? Alba crazy. Alba crazy. Where you can get away with anything. Where you can get away with anything. <laughs> so APS, a lot of stuff developing from there. The New Mexico Public Education Secretary Ryan Stewart, the health um Secretary Dr. Tracy Collins and the Human Services Secretary held a virtual news conference on Monday Monday and basically said that school's on. Sure it is, for some kids. Mm -hmm. So New Mexico Public Education Department announced that all New Mexico schools can begin in-person learning with the hopes of reaching full re-entry April 5th. It might be the 6th because April 5th is like a Sunday. A Sunday, that's when they're going to start sending kids back to school, huh? Anytime is good. Anytime is good. (laughs) All all of these uh, secretary positions and stuff, these very high-ranking, you know, appointed officials. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're sending all the kids back to school on on Sunday. So um, New Mexico PED, which is a public education department, says the timeline for reopening will still be up to the school districts and school boards, but they do not have the exception that all schools and all kids returning in-person learning by by April 5th, which is really the 6th, unless a family chooses for their child to attend school remotely. But it's not the children that are, like, demanding that they be taught remotely. It's 
it's again teachers yeah they don't want to they don't want to return to school what is the thing you know like they make excuses like well the buildings haven't been sanitized they're not clean enough they've had a year to clean them you know they've been there i mean i think the janitors are still uh, being paid because the building has to be kept up so what is the problem what, what you know, what part of it has to be cleaned and sanitized? I'll do it. Right. I'll do it. Let's right. just get the kids to school. Right. Um, the cafeteria ladies. Mm -hmm. They're there. During the entire COVID, they were out there. <laughs> didn't matter the weather. Didn't matter the coronavirus, the pandemic, whatever. They were there. They showed up. So since we give shout outs, we should give shout outs to cafeteria ladies. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. You're for sure essential workers. You know, when uh, Dinah was running for office and for uh, for state representative, we actually took them donuts and Starbucks coffee because everybody likes Starbucks for some reason and handed it to them and said, thank you for being essential workers. And they were there and they were doing their job. If the cafeteria people can go out there and do their job, the teachers should be even more able to do their job. And it's time they got the kids back to school and quit fooling around, don't you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. So to all the cafeteria ladies, shout out. Shout out. Congratulations. Thank you for your hard work. And thank you for feeding our children. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, New Mexico PED says if any district has significant portion of students making that choice not to return to school, that the PED will provide um, flexibility if needed. Uh, to get to this point, since February 8th, the state has had about 50,000 students back in the hybrid model and 17,000 school staff members uh, back, which PED says has provided districts or prove that districts can return to school safely. Mm -hmm. So school is safe. Well, yeah, get those kids in there, but the teachers are going to fight with the governor, right? So this is basically what they're saying. School is safe. Take your kids to school. And do you remember children were like one of the one category that was immune to COVID? Like, yeah. I'm not saying no, no children uh, didn't contract COVID, but that they were essentially safe. And the statistics, statistics said no children had caught it at all. Just, it's pretty adults. And also the science, mm. since we're talking about school. Oh, God. You know how you know how the left always says, oh, it's science-based. Of course. Science-based. You know, they said up is down and down is up. And, they, yeah, they and that's science-based. Sci and they make everything as up as they go along. Right, right. Mm. Everything. So, um, so that's what's happening there, but the Albuquerque teacher union boss. Oh, Alan Bernstein. Right. Oh, my God. She's the one giving everybody a hard time, right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't want people, to, the kids, to return back to school for some reason, and she's speaking for the teachers, whether the teachers want it or not. But it looks like the majority of the teachers don't want to go back. Well, she is um, the union representatives, and so she represents teachers, and that's important to remember that she collects the dues mm -hmm. or, or her, the organization collects the dues on behalf of the membership, which is the teachers, and she leads that group, so she leads those efforts. And they're also a political action committee. Let's not forget that they are allowed to give money to candidates. They're allowed to endorse candidates uh, in the spirit of moving power, political power. So every year at the New Mexico State Legislature, uh, APS runs a ton of bills through there. It's, it's ridiculous, and a lot of it has nothing to do with education. Absolutely. So Alan Bernstein, uh, with the Albuquerque Teacher Federation, said the announcement caught her and teachers off guard. And quote, unquote, we are surprised. <laughs> so of course they are. <laughs> That's pretty much my, 
my main reaction, we are surprised and I need to get together with the people I represent and figure out what they are thinking. I know the first thing on their mind is, how are we going to do this safely? Oh, she's thinking for them. No, she's a mind reader. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, super, pa- that's part of her job. Superpowers. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's science. It's science. God. So uh, on and on and on with this lady. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen her in action. I've seen her in action. She says a lot of words that don't mean anything. Well, I mean, look at her. She says, I'm pretty, that's pretty much my main reaction. We are surprised. I need to get with the people uh, that I represent and see what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I know what they're thinking. Yeah. So why should I even get together with them? Yeah. Yeah. I'll make up their mind for <laughs> Whatever. them. Whatever. God. Yeah. Helpless APS. Right, right. So they just basically wanted to uh, cancel school, like for the you know duration of the year, the school year, and then think about going back to school in the fall. And granted, it's it's you know it's it's near the end of the school year. It's probably a lot to get the buses going because I mean, can you imagine all of these buses? They have to change the oil. They've been sitting there for a year. Right, and, right. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, like the custodial work, maybe it's not all infected with Corona, but I mean, there's some maintenance that has to happen. I, everybody understands all of this, but just to outright be like, oh, well, we don't even want to try to do that. Mm-hmm. Was New Mexico's last in education. So why shouldn't we keep us there? Right. Yeah. Everybody else has gone to school. Everybody else is learning. Everybody else is graduating. And somebody even mentioned, I think Janice Arnold Jones of the day she was here, she said that, uh, that uh, the graduation rate was higher this year, which I don't believe, but. Well, mm-hmm. higher than the years before, but I mean, that's not saying much. Not for our education. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have Christina and Kenneth Garza oh, yeah. from the Cherub Initiative. So they're in studio to answer a couple of questions about their organization and what they do. So you're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Christina. And I'm Kenneth Garza, and we are the founders of the Cherub Initiative, a nonprofit organization. We help abortion minded women choose life with alternative resources away from abortion. Find out more about us at cherubinitiative.epizy.com and remember to click the donate button. Again, that is cherubinitiative.epizy.com. Preserving life, one baby at a time, saving lives, one mom at a time. Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk on KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas, and I'm with the two lovely guests in the studio, Christina and Kenneth Garza. Hello. Hi there, Diana. Thank you for having us today. Hello. Hi, Kenneth. Hi, hi, Christine. So uh, Kenneth and Christine Garza are founders of the Cherub Initiative, a local nonprofit whose mission is preserving life one baby at a time, saving lives one mom at a time. They were established of June of 2019, and they are a pro-life nonprofit organization founded for the purpose of assisting pregnant women in need. The purpose of the organization is to provide emotional support and alternatives uh, to getting an abortion. Tell us a little more about that. Okay. Um, Yes, uh, we do sidewalk advocacy. We were founded in 2019. and also our family, we are post-abortive. Uh, I'm a post-abortive sibling and also adoptive mom. Ken's a, a post-abortive father. Um, there was a relationship he was in that um, 
Um, his ex-fiance at the time in 2006 had an abortion at 16 weeks at Planned Parenthood. And we met a, three years later. And uh, we started going to the sidewalk in 2011 during 40 Days for Life here in Albuquerque. And sure enough, um, we were doing it off and on uh, for the first two years. So this is a big one for us because we just hit 10 years of being in the movement, actually. Um, so um, in 2013, that's when we got more involved after finding out where we are at the late-term abortion capital of the United States today. And so... Albuquerque is. Albuquerque is. Albuquerque is a destination, mm -hmm. and it's a late-term capital of the nation. Yes, it is. Of the nation. It is. It is. One of the most heinous um, clinics that we do go out to the sidewalk in front of is called Southwestern Women's Options, and that is the most brutal, huh? actually. The, um, just the fact that there are approximately two or three abortionists on staff right now, and they're doing abortions up to 32 weeks, but now that this law has come into effect, it will go beyond that, actually, to uh, date a birth. And luckily... We handed out two mommy bags this morning because I was out there uh, along with Philip. Uh, Sorry, what's a mommy bag? The mommy bag is um, a wonderful gift for mom. It has pregnancy resource information uh, that has the pregnancy resource um, centers information in them. And we also put in like a little gift like such as um, hand sanitizer, tissue, um, and then each gift is different. Like, we'll put in socks in one bag. We'll put in, like, gum. We'll put in, um, like, a nail filing kit and also, like, nail polish. Uh, just something to make mom feel special. And they are filled with love. They're filled with hope. They're filled with prayer. For mom to feel special, to get her to open her eyes, to see, like, okay, you know what? There is help out there. That way I don't have to choose abortion, which um, abortion just causes so much pain to so many women, actually. And um, and so and also a late term, it would cause more trauma. Actually, any kind of abortion is trauma to the woman. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, but yes, we also help with uh, the Cherub Initiative also helps with um, not only doing boot, uh, training on the ground uh, in front of the abortion facilities, um, we also, we also help with post war of healing and that is with our two amazing ladies, um, Becky Chung and yes, Becky, Chung. Becky Chung, shout out to Becky. Yes, Becky Chung. And also, um, she's also one of our, um, she is our regional, uh, our coordinator for the outreach coordinator. And also she has with the post-war healing as well. And that's Stephanie Berry. And Stephanie Berry. Stephanie Berry. Yes, and yes. We're, we're actually going to have her in studio. She has a, a very good testimonial yes. uh, story. And we're going to get that out there as well. So so give us a rundown of, of, of what it means to do like sidewalk advocacy. What does that mean? What does that look like? Set up the scene for us. Okay. Well... Like, uh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah. So my name. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, my name is Kenneth, and uh, um, you know, uh, Christina and I, we do co-lead uh, the Cherub Initiative, and um, and uh, what we do um, is we uh, we do assemble on the sidewalks. It's Christina more out on the sidewalks <laughs> than myself, uh, you know, because. Um, 
you know, <laughs> I have, you know, full-time employee right. and student and, you know, so uh, chair of initiative is something that, you know, um, we we run together, but she's more on the front lines than I am. Right, right. Um, but you definitely support all yes, efforts. Yes, I mean, so I, and yes. I handle. I mean, I handle a lot of the background uh, type of uh, operational things. You right. know, a lot of the financials. A lot of uh, you know, just the you know more legal. All of the other of stuff yeah. that goes along <laughs> with having a nonprofit. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Um, you know, so I handle more of the business end of it. Um, uh, as far as uh, our mission, it's it's founded upon you know. Uh, Whenever uh, the idea started in 2006, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it kind of, you know, uh, you know, because uh, I did go through, a, you know, a pretty, uh, pretty bad breakup, you know, and, uh, you know, which resulted in, uh, you know, my son, you know, getting aborted, you know, against my wishes, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I'm sorry. as a result of that parting. And, uh, you know, I, I did go through a, a I did go through a dark time, you know, for about two years after, and uh, I met Christina, and then, you know, I, I had to tell her, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you I, I had to tell her my history and, of course, you know, what happened, and you know, and uh, you know, and about 2012, or, 11, yeah, 2011, mm-hmm. yes, uh, sorry, um, uh, that's whenever we started, you know, going out on, you know, the sidewalks, and you know, started volunteering, you know. Um, you know, for different organizations mm-hmm. and stuff like that ourselves. So, you know, we were on the front lines for, you know, uh, we started, you know, on kind of like a part-time basis mm-hmm. and, you know, and then we just started getting into it more and more. And, you know, over the years, you know, we, uh, you know, it just kind of grew, you know, and, uh, you know, and, uh, we, we partner with a lot of other organizations. You know, there's many other organizations we partner with. Uh, Christina can tell you those. <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a bit, and there are amazing um, pro-life organizations out there. I'll just name a few. Silent No More Awareness, which we also help with post-abortive healing. And um, we also do with alongside ministries here in Albuquerque. And... One of the big ones is actually CareNet Albuquerque, and they are amazing. Actually, they all, they have their own CareNet mobile unit that they bring to on site uh, in front of Southwestern Women's Options. So if we get a mom that needs a pregnancy test or an ultrasound, they're right there, and we usually start up around 6.45 in the morning, actually, and we conclude approximately around 11.30, 11.45-ish, actually. And, uh, but... Yes, in a normal day in front of Boyd's, before the pandemic, before the pandemic happened, um, that parking lot in front of Boyd's was nearly full. Uh, and now it's actually cut down to less than half, which we're grateful because there is, the more the percentage of a mom not going into an abortion facility because of the pandemic or for whatever reason, if she misses her abortion appointment, that bond with her child goes up tremendously. That bond is becoming very unbreakable. And so, yes, she will change her mind, actually. And the cancellation of, of an abortion rate actually goes as high, a no-show, if you will, um, goes as high as 75%, actually. So, yes, the presence on the sidewalk actually works very much so. And also handing out mommy bags, um... There was one 
day in January where we had two saves in one day. Actually, two saves. What happened was what, is that... What does that mean, a save? It means that mom is abortion-minded, but we are able to talk to her, and we're able to get her to the Pregnancy Resource Center. And if she comes out with a smile on her face and she does not go back into Planned Parenthood or Southwestern Women's Options, then she's getting the help that she needs. She chooses life for her and her baby. That's a save right there, actually. Um... I'm still in contact with one of the moms, actually, and I'll get into the story there in a minute. It's, a, it's an amazing story, actually. And this was actually around the time of Roe v. Wade anniversary, actually. It was the week before, and she was coming in for her appointment, and she just looked scared. Uh, actually, she was scared. She was like, I don't know what to do. We're calling her, we're calling her Mama A. And uh, she's like, well, I have an appointment. But I'm way too early. So I was like, well, why don't we go for breakfast? And she's like, no, I want to I wanna be alone. But she luckily, she left the parking lot after seeing her, the baby models I do always have with me. Uh, actually, we have a baby model display along with a pregnant, um, need pregnancy test ultrasounds. Come and talk to me. Um, talk to Papa Phil, John, or anyone who's Anybody the who's there. Yes, Anybody who's there can uh, help. Very much. And uh, sure enough, she saw that. And she's like, okay, I'll. Um, I didn't know what she was going to do, so we were like, okay, she's a turnaway. And we didn't know exactly what she was there for, right? so it was approximately a turnaway. Well, about an hour later, she comes back, and she actually, um, she's like, I'll take you up on that ultrasound. And I was like, okay, how far along are you? And she's seven weeks at this point. And uh, so we got her over to the Pregnancy Resource Center, which was um, a couple of doors down, uh, and uh, we got her in there, and she was in there for quite a bit. Actually, she was in there for an hour and a half. And so um, when she came out, because I was still out there, and I was like, okay, please tell me she's not coming back to do the unthinkable. And uh, luckily she didn't. She was like, oh, I'm here to tell you I'm choosing life. I'm just a bit scared because I didn't want my kids close together because she does have another child. And she, because she wanted more of a more of a age difference between the between the kids, some distance. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, when we got um, when I got into talking to her some more, I asked if she believed in God, and she's like, "Yes, I do." And I was like, "Okay, well, do you believe that God has entrusted you with this little one for? It may not be our reasons, but for His reasons." And she's like, "Well, I didn't think about that." And I was like, "Yes, you did." And so we gave each other phone numbers and we've been texting well next the following week which was the anniversary of roe v wade um she actually texted me and she said give me a reason why you shouldn't have this abortion done and i was like okay uh, like um why would you want to take away because her oldest already knew that like mama is having a baby mama already hearing no and so excuse me uh, they she was like okay um I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I told her the risks of what abortion does. I told her the mental risks. I told her everything physical risks. What she needed was um, to see a picture of two siblings together. So what I decided to do was I sent her a picture of our oldest and our youngest together when our youngest was just a couple weeks old. And that pretty much got her clicked. And I also sent her a picture of our last Christmas with them. And she was pretty much quiet throughout the evening. I didn't really hear from her. But around 7.30 in the morning, she's like, I feel so much better. Thank you. And uh, so I just went on with my morning. And 
she pulls up. I was like, oh, no, please tell me she's not going in here for this. And uh, But sure enough, her brother was in the car with her. And she's like, I want to see the baby models. I want to seek you out to say thank you because um, for being out here because you guys saved me from doing a drastic mistake. And they asked to see the baby models, which ranged up from seven weeks to 26 weeks. Um, the exact image of the baby. And uh, she's like, I want to see the baby at eight weeks because that's how much, how far along mm-hmm. I am today. And uh, her brother actually said, that's what the baby looks like. No way, Jose. You're not going into Planned Parenthood. You're keeping this baby. I'm going to help you. It's yes. a tiny little human. Yes. So even if, if if you were to just take the size of your ear. Yes. That That's typically like a 10 to 12 week old. Very much. Fully formed. Has a yes. head. Has eyes. Has mm-hmm. fingers. Yes. And feet. And all of this sorts, it, it looks like a tiny little human. Very much. What an amazing story, Christina. It is. And uh, she's like, okay, I, I, she needed to hear that she had family support. That's what she needed because a good percentage of the time, the moms don't feel like they have support. And uh, so once they feel that from family, it's set in stone. Like, okay, I'm choosing life. I'm not going to go through with this. Right. Actually, so. right. Absolutely. And also there's a miss conception out there that conservatives or pro-lifers you know like the way they say pro-lifers like it's such a bad thing yes um that they only care about the baby when it's in the womb but then once it's born or any other resources they're they're like nowhere to be found and that's completely untrue that is false Uh, yes that is it is a it's a myth uh, if you will um because we help during the pregnancy and we help after the pregnancy um that's why alongside ministries is here and same as Karen is because we help after the pregnancy. And right. um, even the cherub, like if mom like needs like encouragement or prayer, this is why also what Becky Chung does. She's also one of our major prayer warriors along with my mother, Lena Garcia. And um, like they just call her, call them up and ask for prayer or they can call Papa Philip, uh, who's been in the movement for 40 plus years. Mm-hmm. And um and just ask for prayer or even come out and see him. And that just gives them a joy. Huh? Yeah, right, actually, right. makes our time. Right. Yes. And another misconception, if I could um, uh, refer to Kenneth, is that yeah. is that men feel something when their babies are aborted. That is true. That's 110% true because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, abortion uh, affects both of the parents. It's not just one or the other, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, guys, I think get a bad rap, you know, for, you know, because they're the, you know, they might be the one that might be the perpetrator of, you know, the abortion being performed or, you know, because they don't want the kid or the, you know, the woman's being forced to do it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. against her will or something like that, you know. Um, but there's a lot of fathers that I've talked to uh, over the years, you know, there's a lot been a lot of other guys I've connected with, uh, you know, over the years and. had conversations with you know where they you know uh they went through the same thing you know where heartbroken you know where they either regretted it or it was done against their will or or they didn't know they didn't find out till later or something Mm -hmm. like this yeah but the the thing is is that it, it it it, it is heartbreaking, you know, especially, you know, because that's a piece of yourself. Of you know? course. I mean, of course. I mean, your children are your immortality, you know, yes. and, uh, you know, there's nothing more precious in this world than a child. Amen. You know? Yes. And Eric and Alex, oh, my gosh, they're amazing when it comes to the sidewalk. They come out with us. Yes. These so, are your sons? Yes, our two sons, ages um, 10 and 8. And they've been in the movement since, um, let's see, Eric was two 
well, actually, I'm sorry, he was going to be three. And then Alex was only four months. So we had him in a double carriage. And they saved babies as well. And actually, they um, were our their first save was because they were in a double stroller and they thought that they were twins. And if you look at both of our boys, you can actually see that they look like twins, even when they were so little. And uh, they're like, well, are they twins? I was like, no. Um, and this mom came from El Paso. And uh, she was like, well, are they twins? I was like, no. Uh, but they're born in the same month, just two weeks apart. And uh, so... Two years? Two years and two weeks apart. Two their years, birthdays, two. yeah. Okay. And... Uh, so she was like, well, thank you for being out here because you guys just saved me from a tragic mistake. Uh, actually, from just by the prayer, like the prayer is so powerful that even moms, they would jump off that table after God's intervention. Huh? Actually, Absolutely. Yes. And sometimes women going in there, they think, you know, that that abortion is their only choice for whatever reason. Right. And then, so you provide education. Yes. Uh, you hand out the mommy bags with yes. a little bit of information and, hey, here's some lotion, lipstick, whatever. Make yes. yourself, you know, hey, diva, cause, because you're always, hey, diva. <laughs> yes. I, I'm here for you. I've seen you in action. I've yes. seen you on the sidewalk. And I remember a young lady was, uh, you know, was walking into one of the abortion clinics and you were mm-hmm. like, hey, beautiful, I'm here for you if you yes. need me. Like, I'm right here. You mm-hmm. weren't hostile. No. You weren't, you know... Uh, shoving the Bible in somebody's oh, face, or no. or or you know, or or telling them that they were horrible women. Oh yes, we don't that's, do that. Uh-uh. That's not what Cherub- yeah. Yeah, that's what not what Cherub Initiative is about. Whenever the cornerstone of our uh, of what we do is uh, we don't pass judgment, no. uh, and we we are all inclusive. You know, uh, you know, uh, and we encourage others to come out and join us. You know, it doesn't yes. matter whether you're, it doesn't matter if you're Christian or not. If you're, right. It doesn't matter what background you're from, you know, come join us, you know. Yes. Uh, so if someone did want to get involved, how would they do that? Well, um, you know, uh, is it okay to disclose the website? Of course. Okay. Yes. yes, of um, course. yes uh, <laughs> our, yes. Uh, yeah. if, if you're interested in joining our team, uh, the website is cherubinitiative.epizy.com um, and uh, there's uh, there's a page that describes our team uh, there's a, a page that describes the mommy bags there's a place mm-hmm. to go donate you know uh, you know and you know then we have our, our our news feed on the front page you know and our mission statement uh, is the first thing you see when that web page loads so you know um, you know, uh, you know, contacting, uh, you know, either, uh, either I or Christina, you know, it's, uh, cherub in it for life at gmail.com. You can email us. Sounds good. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and wrap up. Um, I'm Diana Vargas. You're listening to off the cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ 96.9 FM 700 AM. Don't let the cost of advertisement hold you back. Off the Cuff Albuquerque supports local artists. Whether you are a solo artist or in a band, one of the best ways to get your music out there is to get it played on the radio. For more information, visit www.offthecuff.com. That's www.offthecuff.com. 
Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk radio on KDAZ 96.9 FM 700 AM. I'm your host, Dinah Vargas, and we're still in studio with Christine and Kenneth Garza. They're from the Cherub Initiative. Yes, we Welcome are. back. Thank you, Dinah. Yes, thank you, thank you for being here. Uh, it, what amazing work you do, seriously. Yes, thank you. And thank you for breaking um, the misconception, the myth mm-hmm. that men are not affected by abortion or that women somehow are not affected uh, after an abortion. Oh, very. Because yes. it's very traumatic. And my mom is post-abortive. What does what post-abortive mean? I'm sorry, I don't know what uh, that means. Okay, post-abortive means that she's gone through with the abortion and... Um, where there's called the the abortion minded, there's also the post abortive minded, and the difference is that okay, she's not got uh, the pre abortion minded mother, um, has not had the abortion yet, but she is abortion minded, and uh, post abortive means she's gotten the abortion and now she's hurt uh, actually, and uh, my mother being post-abortive that she is, um, I'm grateful she did find healing. And our relationship has gotten so much better where compared to, um, it was a little bit of a rough one, actually, before she found healing. But it took her seeing Unplanned, the movie from Abby Johnson, for her to actually, Gwen has said, okay, I can't deal with this pain anymore. I've been dealing with it for 34 years at this point. Um, I can't handle it anymore. I need to go into healing. I need to stop giving you a hard time, Tina Marie, and actually get uh, get the healing I deserve. Right. <laughs> actually, so, and, yes. the forgiveness. Yes, and the forgiveness. Yes. And the forgiveness because it's yes. a lot of weight to carry. And it was a heavy weight for her for 30 plus years. It was very difficult. What a cross to bear. Yes. Uh, well, I'm glad that your mother is, is healing and yes. doing better and, mm-hmm. and, and has found forgiveness. Very. So, um, so... I, I assume your don your organization is dependent upon donations. Yes, we are. We are very dependent on donations, and uh, I want to make it very clear: we don't have any paid employees. We are there as volunteers, and we do everything through um, as God's work, as He called us to do it. And every donation that we receive goes directly to funding for the mommy hope bags, or like even signs and literature. Um, for um, the Cherub Initiative. The uh, reason why is because we'd rather have it that way. That way we feel all equal. And also each one of us has our special gifts to bring to the table when it comes to the sidewalk. Um, and uh, we want to continue doing it this way because we feel it's the right way. We feel that everyone will um, pretty much agree with everything on what we're doing. And we're compared to no one's in control. Everyone just has to do what God calls them to do and just be advised on what we are telling them. So everyone's just working towards uh, that mission of, uh, let me read your mission again. Yes, please. What's your mission again? Where are we at? Okay, preserving life (laughs) one baby at a time and saving lives one mama at a time. Very much, So it's basically the baby and Mm -hmm. the mama. That's who you're there for. You're not there with judgment. You're not there with the heavy hand. You're there with little mommy bags. Hey, we're here if you need us. I'm here if you need us. You're beautiful. There's other alternatives. Come talk to me if you want. Very much. And you've had saves. We have saves. And um, we have saved over 300 plus babies uh, since we've been doing this. And... In Je- um, I think it was in February, uh, that in February, 
um, our entire team over since 2014, since we started handing them out, uh, actually, we have actually handed out 4,000 plus bags to moms that were abortion minded or even post abortive and actually that needed healing because we also have, um, with the Cherub Initiative card, we put in there, uh, need healing, and they can contact uh, Becky Chung or uh, Stephanie Berry for that. Okay, so so in addition to the mommy bag and, yes. and, and all of the little treats in there, it's like, if you're feeling this, here's this. Mm-hmm. If you need this, here's this. It's yes. educational. It's resource guides. Mm-hmm. It's real stuff. Oh, yes. And, and it's real work done by real people. Yes, and also our literature is actually made from scratch. We don't do any copyrights. We do um, everything from scratch. Like, Ken and I took pictures of me um holding um holding a pregnancy test and me looking concerned and like like a scared look and actually that way it looks like okay this is can reach a mom that way she can open it up well the, every picture in there was taken by us uh, like there's two pictures in there of our two boys when they when i was pregnant with them uh, by their ultrasound pictures eric at 10 weeks alex at 10 uh, i'm sorry eric was at 20 weeks alex was at 10 weeks and uh, and then also has the the logo, mm-hmm. yeah. right, right by hand. Yes. Oh, the logo, and uh, it also has um, a picture of one of our advocates. We call them side. This is what we also do when it comes to our advocates. We call them sidewalk guardians for life. Uh, we call them that. Reason why is because a they're out there, they're protecting mom and they're protecting baby. And they're, um, that's just the bearer ring to it for them. And so that's why they're called sidewalk guardians. Absolutely. So where do we go to donate? Because if you're listening out there, this is a great organization to donate to, uh, where do we go? Yeah. Uh, it's the website. It's, uh, it's a cherub initiative, C H E R U B I N I T I A T I V E dot e-p-i-z-u-i dot com and if you're driving and can't write that down you could always <laughs> go to off the cuff abq.com go to the page that says sponsors and click on the cherub initiative logo yes. and it will direct you straight there please consider donating to this wonderful wonderful group that's how i met christina yes. i was out canvassing <laughs> uh i was i was uh just a new candidate i was like yes. day three on the job and 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 so i strolled on and i saw christina i didn't know it was christina at the time yes they were out in front of an abortion clinic and i popped out and i said hey i'm pro-life and i'm a pro-life candidate and i'm yep. running my platform on pro-life and everyone looked at me like i was just completely crazy because nobody <laughs> does that you know uh-huh. yep. no, nobody runs a platform no. as a candidate of life yes. to build a culture of life so that's how we met. So yes. I've seen you in action. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met your entire, while well, well, you're, you, you know. You met my family. Yes, 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 your family. And you have a beautiful family. You do beautiful work. Thank you. And Thank you, you are very, very kind out there. Thank you so much. Yes, um, we are. We, we are peaceful. We are loving. We don't do graphic images. We do the loving and kind images. Um, like a, take my hand, not my life. There's a, a picture of a, a baby uh, that's already been born and it's also on his or her mom's hand and it, it just says wonderful like a beautiful image actually and the most of the messages that we do pass out is like hey um pregnant need help come and talk to us we're here for you huh yeah actually yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah we're right here we're yes. right here uh the care net i've seen their van out yes. at the um, 
uh, at the Southwest Women's Options. Option. Yes. They have an onboard ultrasound, which is super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and then, and then, it, and then it's also a display of, hey, look, there's another alternative. Yeah, right? that's it. And we're very blessed to have them out here with us on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. <laughs> very much so. And uh, um, I know the director and I know the nurse personally, and they're just amazing people. Huh? Very much. And Kierna is we're very grateful as well for huh? because if it wasn't for them, um, then like we would have a hard time on like probably if. Because we only have three seconds to get a mom to come and talk to us. And during that three seconds, we have to get her to start changing her mind about uh, what she's about to do at the abortion clinic. And CareNet, being the the way that they are, bringing the CareNet mobile unit down, the stork bus, their compassion crew is amazing. Right. Actually, so, yes. That's an amazing story. Well, thank you both for what you do. Again, yes. I'm sorry for your loss because the loss thank of a you. child is, is never easy. It hasn't been easy. Yes, yes. And thank you for your story. And, and I realize it's not easy to... Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I would like to add, Ken did find healing at Rachel's Vineyard and yes. also Surrounding Hearts. He did find healing. Yes, Amen. He did. Yes, Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. And, um, yes, because like he had a hard time connecting with our two boys until he found healing. And now that he did find healing, he does have a strong relationship with our two sons. Very oh, that's so. great. That's great. That's an amazing story. Thank you both. Thank and you. you are welcome back here at Off the Cuff ABQ yes. anytime. Thank you, thank you. Uh, for serving with your hands. Mm-hmm. And we should always remember that our service with our hands is a reflection yes. of and, um, our hearts. Yes. And um, 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 real quick, um, special thanks to our wonderful supporters um, Off the Cuff, um, Karenette. Albuquerque, alongside Ministries, Casa de Mapulsa, um, Mike Seibel from Abortion on Trial, and just so, and Right to Life New Mexico. Thank you so much. And Becky Chung. And Becky Chung. Her. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. The Real Conference invites women of all ages to attend an encouraging time of worship, teaching and prayer on Saturday, March 13th at Eastern Hills Baptist Church from 10 a.m. to noon. Leave re-energized and excited about your walk with God. Be equipped with real and practical tools to find hope in whatever you're going through. You don't want to miss this. And the best part is, it's free. All you need to do is register to reserve your spot. www.getrealwithgod.com Welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ, the hottest and newest conservative local talk, not for the easily offended, on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. I'm Diana Vargas. And I'm Stella Padilla. And we are your host. Before we dive into this next section, we should definitely give a shout out to our sponsors. Yes, we are. Uh, We have uh, Chemco from Belen. Um, They're really great people. Uh, We also have the Cherub Initiative. They just had an interview with us. And we also have uh, the a Golden Equipment Company. It's a new one. That's yes. a new one. And the Real Conference. And the Real Conference, yes. Yes. So thank you, sponsors. If you are looking to be a sponsor or advertise on Off the Cuff ABQ, please visit our website at offthecuffabq.com. Click on the link that says sponsor slash advertiser. We'll be looking for you. Did we look? Yeah, we'll be looking <laughs> for you. Look for us. We're there. So uh, let's do a little roundhouse roundup because uh, we just got, um, you know, a few more or 10 days left of of New Mexico legislature. This is where they go in and they 
start passing bills, some good, some bad. Really? Did you hear that the governor actually signed Senate Bill 2, which is waiving the annual liquor license fees? And, you know, the license fees can range as high as several thousand dollars annually. And it's estimated that the waiver will save businesses in New Mexico roughly $3.5 million in total. The Senate Bill 2 was sponsored by Senator Brenda McKenna and Jacob Candelaria and Representative Liz Stefanics and Representative Matthew McQueen. Hmm. I find myself suspicious. I yeah. Just with those names alone. No, and DWIs. Yeah, and DWIs. let's talk about oh, DWIs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the latest pandemic pandemic relief measure signed into law by Governor Luhan Grisham uh, complements additional economic stimulus efforts from the state, including two hundred million in small business grants through local economic development act, a revamp recovery loan fund, making available an additional $500 million to small businesses with very low borrowing cost and no payments due for the first year. A four-month gross re- receipt tax holiday for food and drink. Uh-oh. What kind of drinks? Well, what do. kind of food? Just I'm kidding. just happy to hear that there are gross, no gross receipts for four months. That's something comforting for the business owners. Absolutely. A $600 personal income tax rebate. Uh, for the thousands of New Mexicans claiming the work family tax credit, uh, sending an estimated $110 million into the state economy through many frontline workers earning $15 or less. Wow. Right. So bill status, uh, HB 12, which is the Cannabis Regulation Act, this bill is being heard uh, in the... Uh, in the Senate, Tax, Business, and Transportation Committee. So it's still in committee. If passed, it would make recreational marijuana in New Mexico completely legal for persons 21 or older and will be allowed to buy at least two two ounces. I was going to say two grams, but check it out. It's, it's, it's two, ounces. two ounces. It's wow. a lot yeah. of cannabis flour and at least 16 grams of cannabis extract at any one time. Wow, that's a lot. Wow, and this analyst claimed uh, legalizing Recreational marijuana will create about 1,500 new jobs. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going to legalize marijuana. Mm -hmm. We're going to end up like a... Like Colorado, and Colorado's a little bit dirty right now. Like, I've been there, I mean, on mm-hmm. a Saturday, on a Sunday, or on the evening when you're out. It's kind of fun. But during the day, mm-hmm. it's just like the pits. Yes, it is. All this for $1,500. $1, I mean, $15 an hour. I, no, no, no. 1500 jobs. Oh, jobs, So, in yeah. other words, this huge industry... Mm-hmm. They're going to have people from out of the state transplanting here. Likely they'll bring their own people. Mm-hmm. They'll pay the, uh, the 1,500 people probably ap- applying very minimal. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what? Yeah. And the state wants to run it. And the state. Oh my God! Have you not been to the DMV? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the mattress in the middle of the room ought to have been, <laughs> ought to have discouraged you. Yes. Get out of there. Okay. We also have the House Joint Resolution 12, which is a Public Officer Salary Commission. So the Joint Resolution is being heard on the floor, and this would create a Public Office Salary Commission, which will establish and limit salaries for the Governor, Lieutenant Governor. Attorney General, and other elected officials. So the commission would also establish salaries for state lawmakers. Currently, state lawmakers are not paid legislature, and they only get about $174 a day per 
per per diem for food, lodging, and during a legislative session. If passed, it will go to the Senate. So now they want to get paid uh, more than just the per diem. They want to have a full salary. I'm willing to pay every single one of them a million dollars for them not to burn us. <laughs> really? And fix the state. And fix the state. Absolutely. <laughs> T- tell us what you want, what you need, mm-hmm. so you don't sell us out to other people. Let's do a, um, a county check-in because we're obviously... It's a great state in New Mexico. Our coverage is uh, beyond Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And New Mexico has 33 counties, so let's start Well, Bernie, Santa Fe. Yeah, Santa Fe. Let's talk about Santa Fe. I, I've been wanting to talk about Santa Fe because, you know, the name of Santa Fe means holy faith in Spanish. And the city's full name is founded, remains La Villa Rael del Santa Fe de San Francisco de Assisi. So the royal town of the holy faith of St. Francis of Assisi, that's the name of Santa Fe in Spanish. But I'm really concerned because we're hearing that uh, Mayor Alan Weber is seeking a second term. In spite of his tumultuous summer, you know, the controversy of the city uh, against the backdrop of social unrest. A summer of controversy. Oh, it was a horrible time. And it was, you know, it was a, a social unrest around the country. But Native American activists and their allies toppled the one 52-year-old obelisk in the plaza on Indigenous People's Day in October. Weber faced a storm of criticism over his handling of the incident. And Weber did say that if he could do his first term over again, he would have addressed controversial monuments in a more expeditious and inclusive uh, manner way early on. So what does that mean? He would have taken the complaints, the concerns, Mm -hmm. the fears of of existing families, founding families, from Santa Fe, families who have been here over 500 years, families, Hispanic families that have no beef, mm-hmm. by the way. That's right. No beef mm-hmm. with, uh, with Pueblos, with Native Americans, with anything like this. And that's what you say. That's what you say. What I say is he's, he's saying what he, we want to hear so that he can win a second Absolutely. term. Absolutely. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he'll do nothing for Hispanics, for sure. For sure. I mean, it sound, I mean they took away La Entrada. Yes. They took away... Um, La Entrada in the school. Mm-hmm. It was part of the tradition for I don't know how long. I mean, I mean, what are they going to do? Take our names next? Yes, they did already. They knocked down, you know, the Vargas oh, statue. They, they've oh, been I doing all sorts stop of it. Well, before the monuments toppling, he had discussed forming a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to discuss the monuments and other public artworks, but that effort did not materialize prior to the obelisk destruction. And the obelisk wasn't the only monument to cause problems for the mayor. In this, this past summer, the city removed the Don Diego de Vargas statue, yes, from Cathedral Park, and the mayor's assurance that it would be placed in safekeeping. The statue ultimately was found in the backyard of the crane operator who was paid to remove it. Why any Spanish person would vote for Alan Weber is beyond understanding. Beyond comprehension. Que viva Don Diego de Vargas. Que viva. Que viva. <laughs> So uh, out from Rio Arriba County, uh, former Rio Arriba deputy sues, claiming firing was retaliation. So there's a former Rio Arriba County Sheriff deputy. He has filed a whistleblower lawsuit that claims that he was fired on trumped up, very trumped up charges. Mm -hmm. Of excessive use of force after uncovering wrongdoing by well-connected county officials and employees. So the complaint filed last month in state district court, it reads like a who's who of Arriba County officials and includes allegations of bribes, threats, personal use of public resources, and nepotism. No, not in New Mexico. Nepotism? It sounds like Albuquerque. Yeah. Well, all of New Mexico. Sounds like Albuquerque. Nepotism. Nepotism. Yes. 
So Sheriff James Lujan, he's current and former Ariba County Commissioners, County Manager Thomas Campus, and other county employees are defendants in the lawsuit in which Aquino seeks an unspecified amount in damages. It's always unspecified, huh? Always unspecified. They're not going to tell you. And he's asking to be compensated for the, what the lawsuit has said was harm to his reputation, which has made it impossible for him to find work in law enforcement since his July 2019 firing. So there you go. You know, actually, the name Rio Arriba means Upper River. The county is so named because the river, the Rio Grande, the lifeline of the state, it runs right through it. Under Mexican rule established in 1982, New Mexico was divided into two territories, Rio Abajo, which is the lower river, and compromised everything south of Santa Fe, and most of New, Me New Mexico's land gentry traced through ancestry directly from Spain and lived in Rio Abajo, Rio Arriba, and it's called the Forgotten River. The for, well, yeah, the Forgotten Upper River. The Upper, yeah. And if we take Rio Arriba, mm -hmm. I mean, we could essentially say sometimes they are forgotten. Uh, they have one of the highest um, opioids yes. addiction problems Her heroin, there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And isn't that the district that has to haul their own water? Isn't that like up there north where they don't even have water either? I don't know. According to Ben Ray Lujan, when yeah. he was uh, addressing the nation as the highest ranking Latino in the great state of New Mexico, mm. or actually in the nation. Ah, in yes, the nation. Yes. And he's like, the people over here, don't, you know, they don't have running water. And I said, well, welcome to Pajarito. Yeah. And then he says, more women rights, bring up uh, abortion clinics over here or something crazy. He didn't say that. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't actually say that, but that's what he meant. Exactly. That's exactly what he meant because they say like things like a uh, woman's right to health care. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about, about regular mammograms or whatever. They're talking about killing your child, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. making yeah. it. Readily accessible, free and on demand, and for whatever reason whatsoever. That kills me. Free and on demand kills me because you know who's paying for that? The taxpayer. Well, the taxpayers are paying for that. And also in New Mexico, uh, if you're traveling from a different state and you come here and you're seeking an abortion, because remember, again, Albuquerque is a destination for abortions. Please don't remind me. So there's a lot of money uh, involved. These women coming from outside of the state can qualify for. Medicaid. Uh, emergency Medicaid funding. So in other words, a lot of our Medicaid dollars, which that amount runs out. Mm -hmm. So when the, when that money is being used for abortions from people who don't even live in the state. where did, Yeah, it, it all cheats New Mexico citizens. Also. They cheat New Mexico citizens. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if, if, if abortion is your choice. And you believe in it's it's my body, my choice. Pay or, for it. Then pay for it yeah, yourself. Yeah, pay for it yourself. Why do we have to pay yeah. for your mistakes? Don't make, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. If it was a mistake and you feel that it was, which I don't feel any child is a mistake. Amen. It's a gift from God. But if you feel you made a mistake, then you should take it up with yourself and pay for it yourself and not expect somebody else to do it for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So because there there's currently like senior citizens who can't get... Uh, the medication or basic anything. medication. Yes. Uh, the price of medication is way up, but yet you could come here and just automatically qualify from wherever you're traveling from. No questions asked. Hey, emergent. And then, the, you know, the places at the abortion clinic, they know how to fill out this paperwork. They know how to make it read so that it gets approved. Well, they know the system and they know how to put it through the system. They actually originated the system so, so that they can get free abortions and New Mexicans pay for it. 
It's, you know, bad enough I heard that now during the Biden administration, he said that the United States should pay for the world's abortions. He's crazy. He's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. He is completely out of his mind. Mm -hmm. You know, all of this legislation or, I'm sorry, executive bills that that he's been signing. Are out of this world. It's out of this world. Mm -hmm. He he has reached, like, record Mm -hmm. levels of signing these executive orders. And some of them are just, I mean, they're pointless. Yeah, they, he, some of them, he, he even claimed he doesn't even know what he's signing. Right, he's, he's like, what am I signing? signing? And they're, sign there, sign there. Yeah, wow. Magic Somebody pen. give him a, you know, a red nose. <laughs> Take away his pen, yes. quick. <laughs> <laughs> give him a pen that doesn't work. Really? So uh, the border issue is is heating up, and I think Biden's going to start filling this. Mm-hmm. And so currently uh, there's been a, uh, a lot of reports coming out of Deming, New Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 Lordsburg, which is actually in the boot heel. It is the boot heel, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very close to the Animus, Animus Valley. Uh, no, no, it's no, no. Uh, I forget which port of entry it is, but it's about 120 miles, uh, like north of the Santa Teresa port of entry. We've been there. Yes. We have filmed the border. We have interviewed people who, you know, who were immigrants and 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 coming here. Yes. Uh, many of them uh, told lies getting here. Many of them were promised things that that once they got to a certain point, they found themselves being exploited mm-hmm. uh, on their journey here. And so, so we're hoping to get Deming in our 33 county check in next week or by the end of this week. Uh, to to tell us firsthand what's happening there in New Mexico counties, that they are experiencing an influx of of immigrants, yes. Ill- illegal immigrants. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they didn't come here legally, and we can say that they came here illegally. Mm-hmm. It's not racist. It's just it's it's fact. If you if you say the word racist one more time, I swear I'll do something de- well, desperate because I'm so sick of the word racist. I'm so sick of it too. You know, <sighs> during my campaign, like I told you, mm-hmm. I you know I'd, I'd have white liberals yes protesting me, mm-hmm. shouting at me, racist that I'm a racist. <laughs> I don't know where they get this from. And I'm just like you <laughs> I know, don't know what they're smoking. It if I be- wasn't being so legislative, mm-hmm. if I wasn't so determined, if if all of these things, you know, sometimes I look back and I'm like. It's really hard to turn the other cheek, you know, mm-hmm. but that was a quick hour. We wanted to thank our sponsors really quick again. Samco, hi, friend Berlin. Thank you so much for being a sponsor and Cherub Initiatives and also Golden Equipment and The Real Conference. Thank you so much for being our sponsors. And I hope all you go to our website at offthecuffalbuquerque.com and look at the sponsorship that we have and uh, apply for anything if you are a musician and you want to be on our show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, New Mexico. We love you. You're listening to Off the Cuff, ABQ, the hottest, newest conservative local talk radio exclusively aired on KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.